Hi, welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. And we are the Pleasure Mechanics. On this podcast, we give soulful and candid sex advice and guide you through the complex terrain of human sexuality. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com, where you will find our complete podcast archive. And while you are there, go to PleasureMechanics.com slash free and sign up for our free online course, The Erotic Essentials, so you can start building a healthier foundation for a more pleasurable sex life. That's PleasureMechanics.com slash free. Big thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Clonawilly.com. Clonawilly.com offers DIY kits so you can make a silicone replica of your favorite genitals at home in an unforgettable experience. Go to Clonawilly.com and use the code PLEASURE for 20% off your entire order. That's Clonawilly.com. Use the code PLEASURE. We also want to remind you we are in our final weeks of our first podcast listener survey. Go to pleasuremechanics.com slash survey to participate. It only takes about five minutes and you can do so anonymously or leave your email address to be entered to win one of two awesome prizes, a $350 toy box from our friends at babeland.com or an all access pass to the Pleasure Mechanics courses. Come on over to pleasuremechanics.com slash survey. Let us know what you love about the show and how we can serve you better. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash survey. And this is the final week or two, week or two of the survey. (laughs) And big love to the 250 plus people who have already completed the survey. We are reading your responses. We are talking about them. We are taking them in deep into our hearts and loins. And we will do better and keep growing with you. All right. I mean, do better. Y'all are really nice in what you're saying, actually. But the feedback is also appreciated. It's very helpful. Um, One thing I really want to address, actually, just off the start, and then we'll launch into the show, is several of the survey responses said that we talk so much about couples, and we kind of assume everyone is in a relationship, and we don't talk enough about dating and being single. And that is 100% true. Um, We kind of have to focus what we do. Sexuality is such a broad topic. It's already so complex. And part of this is just out of the honesty of we've been in a relationship for 12 years. And the culture of dating has changed in those 12 years. Neither Charlotte or I have ever used Tinder or internet dating. I went on a Friendster date once before Charlotte. Um, But this is not a world we are familiar with. Many of our friends are not. Like Most of our friends are in long-term relationships. Um, So we are here for you if you're single. We hope you can still get a lot out of this show. Um, But in our conversations, in our world perspective, we do kind of center long-term relationships specifically um, and try to serve all of us who are trying to make long-term love work. Um, And we hope that our 
our work is accessible to everyone else. But I do want to know that you guys nailed it with that feedback. We are more of a couples driven show than a singles driven show. Yeah, I think there's a lot that we can hopefully provide you as a single person in terms of changing your perspectives about sexuality and doing inner work and taking on practices. Uh, but in the realm of dating and all of that, that is not our expertise. We are just being real and honest and other people will be able to provide mm -hmm. you with, with better current information mm -hmm. about that. But uh, and neither of us were ever really single as adults in dating. I was in a poly kinky community before I met Charlotte and was in this whole community of lovers and living with gay men and having sex parties. Charlotte was in several long-term relationships before me. Um, so we've actually never, with apps or without apps, been dating. Yeah, we didn't do tons of dating. No. Separ uh, separately, yeah. And yeah. there's parts of me that kind of miss that experience and every once in a while I tease Charlotte, like, can I go on Tinder just to have the experience of being on Tinder and feeling what that feels like, but it wouldn't be authentic. And I wouldn't want to lead other people on with my amazing sexy pick, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I don't want to, you know, be another weird fake person on Tinder. Um, but it's an experience we don't know. And yeah. there are other experts that know it well. And um, maybe we'll try to get one on for an interview. But the show mm -hmm. as a whole, yes, you nailed it. So we'll continue to kind of give you responses to some of the survey feedback over time. Um, we are listening. We're in dialogue. Um, and we love you. Okay. Yeah. On today's show, we are going to talk about a framework, a concept that can serve you in and out of the bedroom on so many different levels. It is one of the foundations of how we approach erotic touch, how we approach love, how we approach supporting one another. And this is called the resilient edge of resistance. The resilient edge of resistance. This was taught to me by Chester Maynard, who real quickly was my primary teacher and mentor in massage and erotic touch. Uh, he was part of the Body Electric School of Erotic Massage and um, how much of the story do go back to episode 100 if you want to hear the whole story of how Charlotte and I came into this work and I talk more about Chester in that episode um, but Chester was an incredible man a pioneer of eroticism and gay sexuality and anal touch he's the one that really developed all the anal massage techniques that we teach and also just a dear friend and just a few years into our relationship as we were beginning to teach together as he was transmitting all of his kind of lineage to me he got diagnosed with brain cancer and I lived with him for nine months and took care of him through that process of dying from brain cancer and that was a very profound and intimate time of my life um, and he is my mentor and my ancestor and we honor him. So hello, Chester, wherever you are out there. He's dead, obviously. Yes. Okay. Um, he's been gone for what, 10, 11 years now. Um, but I still feel him very much in our work because so much of what I learned, kind of the spirit of what brought me to this work was through Chester. So the resilient edge of resistance, what does this mean? I'm going to first take you right into a moment of massage, and then we will expand out to all of the implications of this theory. So when you are massaging a body, you come across muscles that are tense. 
And if you glide across that muscle just with a little bit of a light whispery touch, you will not address that tension. Nothing will change. If you dig in with all your strength and try to like force it to relax and you're putting way too much pressure and digging in with your elbow, that's way too much and you're going to cause more harm than good. So to address that tension in the muscle, you must find the resilient edge of resistance, the place of just right where you are gliding into that tension and inviting it to release with not too much pressure, not too little pressure, with not too much force, not too little force. You're just meeting that muscle at the edge of where it is ready to release. And in your fingertips, you can feel the quiver. You can feel that muscle meeting you and then being like, oh, but I'm tense. Oh, but I want to relax. Oh, but I'm tense. Oh, but I want to relax. And you keep working that edge. And the magic here is that edge constantly shifts. And so you bring all of your consciousness, all of your awareness to constantly finding that place. And this is how you work out tension in the muscle. You meet that edge, the edge changes, you go a little bit deeper, you meet it again, you meet it again, you meet it again. And this is how you bring consciousness and love into your touch. And this is that magic where you feel met when you're being touched and someone is focusing with so much attention that they can find that place of just right. And this can be applied to erotic touch. So if we're talking about anal massage, this was a major place of learning the resilient edge of resistance. Because if you have your fingertips on the anal sphincter, we do not want to force ourselves in. We do not push in. We allow it to open up to us. But it won't open up if we haven't met it. If we're not there just right with the amount of pressure that kind of says, here I am, I am not in a rush, but I am here for you. And then the body will start to meet that touch and respond to it, relax into it. It starts feeling pleasurable and it opens up. And so it's that resilient edge of resistance that's constantly moving and you keep finding it together. In a relationship, you find the resilient edge of resistance where you're showing up for one another, but not being overbearing. You're not absent, nor are you like smothering, right? What is that dance where you are right there for each other with just enough presence to dance together through life, but without either abandoning one another or collapsing into one person or being so smothering. So this theory, this concept of meeting one another, meeting at the resilient edge of resistance can be applied in and out of the bedroom in so many situations. But what it does is it invites us to presence and awareness, presence and awareness about how our touch is getting met by the body we are touching, about how our energy is meeting one another in love, about how we are kind of working our way through life with neither too much nor too little in any arena. Beautiful. I want to name a couple other moments where people might already experience this in their own lives and so understand it more. Please. So yoga or stretching is mm. a great place to notice when you want to do a stretch and you start a stretch and you can only go so far and then you breathe you're with 
your body wherever it is and as you gently bring breath and calmness to that experience you're able to stretch a little bit more mm -hmm. and a little bit more so that you are at the resilient edge of resistance and if you were to go too fast into a deeper stretch you might hurt yourself and if you aren't pushing yourself at all you're not really stretching mm -hmm. so that is a moment also weightlifting if you're interested in lifting heavier weights you always you set a certain number of reps and then you do the most amount of weight that you can do for that number and you will grow your muscles and um, next time you'll be able to do a little bit more uh, but if you were to do too little you wouldn't be getting the kind of results you want so those are kind of places where you might already be working with this idea right and then it's also this idea of risk and support, kind of what Chris was saying, that um, in life when we have support and when we have a feeling of safety, we can try something a little bit further. Um, we can take a risk and we can grow in that way. Um, without one of those pieces, life can become boring or it can become too scary and overwhelming. So it's finding that place in between and always trying to move that resilient edge of resistance further and further so life stays interesting hmm. well I don't want to imply that it's always a growth right this is like a sphincter it's a great image it's it contracts it expands it contracts it expands so it is tempting I think a lot of self-help narratives a lot of personal growth narratives we have this idea of like a linear journey and we're always moving forward we're always getting bigger but what this concept allows us to recognize is that contraction expansion that always happens the conditions that need different kinds of attention at different moments. And back to massage, as we're working with this concept of resilient edge of resistance in massage, this is the difference between kind of going to a spa clinic where they're doing the same actions to everybody with the same kind of amount of like half presence and just going through a routine versus showing up for a massage where they're meeting your body specifically and giving you what you need. The difference is night and day. So I want to continue talking about all of the many ways the resilient edge of resistance shows up in our lives, in our bedrooms. But first, a big thanks to our sponsor for this episode, CloneAWilly.com. CloneAWilly.com offers at-home kits so you can make a silicone replica of your favorite genitals. Why would you want to make a replica of your favorite penis? Well, it's fun. It's a fun experience to kind of combine crafting and cooking and sex. It's an <laughs> unforgettable experience. So that's great. But the fun thing is you then have a beautiful replica of your penis. And many guys would love to have this. And it can be really fun and part of fantasy and role playing to offer your partner a clone of your cock. So it can be part of fantasy and role playing and just kind of a fun way to leave a part of yourself if you're going on a trip. Maybe you want to make a replica and pack it in your wife's suitcase as she goes off for a business trip and leave a note like, I hope you miss me, but you won't miss this part of me or something. Like It can be a fun way to leave a part of yourself with your lover or clone yourself so you have another dick to play with in all sorts of ways. So if you have ever fantasized about having 
a double dick. If you have ever fantasized about having part of your lover to take with you as you travel, if you have ever wondered what this experience would be like, head over to cloneawilly.com, use the code PLEASURE for 20% off your entire order. And these kits actually aren't expensive. This is a very accessible experience and you get a great quality sex toy at the end. So it's kind of a twofer. Go to cloneawilly.com, use the code PLEASURE for 20% off your order, and big thanks to cloneawilly.com, our friends in Portland, Oregon, for sponsoring this episode. And so in sex, as we're applying this principle, so the resilience and the resistance, right? So the resilience invites us to find this place where there's a dialogue. So if your finger's on a tense muscle, the muscle is talking back to your finger. If your finger is on a sphincter or just at that edge of the vulva, the opening of the vagina, and you're kind of just lingering there and asking for that dialogue to begin. So you're not cramp, you're not forcing, you're not pushing through, nor are you holding back. And if you can imagine that place of touch where you are right there, then we can expand that out to life. We are neither forcing nor holding back. Um, so the awareness of the resilience. So where is that moment of the push and pull, that dialogue? It kind of feels like a springy edge, right? So you can push, but it also pushes back a little bit. Um, really well needed bread dough might be a, a textural image here. Um, so that resilience, it springs back. Again, just to give another example of the, this experience in the body, something you might have experienced before, is if you know the experience of having a massage or somebody giving you touch and it is too intense, it's too strong, and your body kind of contracts against it. It feels tight and tense because uh, the pressure and the force of somebody's touch is is too much, is too forceful. So you tighten up. That is when there's too much um, too much pressure or when there's somebody is being really really light with touch uh, it can feel ticklish or um, too soft and a little bit uncomfortable so those are places where they're not quite meeting where your resilient edge of resistance is so you can either ask them to slow down and have a little less pressure or ask them for a little more pressure and it is great to practice this and experience this on your own body. So find, you know, you can use your arm if that's easy to get to, your shoulders. Experiment with starting to just, with the lightest amount of touch, move along a muscle on your own body and then go deeper and deeper until you get to discomfort and then return to slightly less pressure so you can feel that that resilient edge of resistance and find that place where it feels good but you have quite a bit of pressure and not too much pressure. So what is right for your muscles in that moment, knowing that it can always change, and that is part of what, what encourages us to be present as a giver and as a receiver, to know that it's, an, it's a really changeable field mm -hmm. and we need to be present to our bodies. But that's and... why this skill is so important, because this place always changes, because that feeling of just right is always different. This is the skill that allows you to find that over and over again. Yes. Right? So it's not the skill of, oh, my partner likes this amount of pressure on her clit always, mm -hmm. because that's not going to be true. It means I have the skill of feeling with my fingertips, of sensing with my presence, of paying attention to her cues, of having her communicate back to me. That is the skill we have worked on so I can find just right 
over and over and over again in and out of the bedroom. This is that kind of meta skill, that uh, top level skill that makes all of these other um, sexual, relational skills much easier. If we think about kink and spanking, finding that place of just right, that resilient edge of resistance. Um, and this is, you know, we're talking a lot about physical pressure of touch, but it's about so much more than that. It's about that emotional edge of resistance. If you're spanking someone and you don't want to just brood it out and go way too fast, you'll just hurt them. But nor do you want to play patty cake on their tush, right? <laughs> Neither is the point. The point is to take them to that edge. And so much of kink is actually... I really enjoyed that. Um, So much of kink is playing at this resilient edge of resistance. Where am I challenged? Where is it risky? Where is it a little bit scary? Where am I asked to grow? Take me there. Be there with me with full presence, full attention, full love. Make me feel safe and then push me a little bit further and then take me there, right? And meet me in these places where I'm at the edge of my comfort level because that is vulnerable, it's risky, it's where we grow, it's where we change. And if we can master that art of being on this edge together with neither too much nor too little, neither force nor holding back, so much becomes possible. Again, in and out of the bedroom. If we think about intense conversations and talk about things like talking about your fantasies and desires with your partner. The resilient edge of resistance in those conversations is the place where you both feel a little open, you both feel a little vulnerable, but neither one of you is being flooded, overwhelmed, bombarded, nor are you holding back so much that you're not speaking your truth. How do you meet at that edge knowing that as you meet on that edge, that edge changes. If you can meet at the place of saying like, let's have sex with the lights on. Are you up for that? Well, maybe just a nightlight. Okay, and then you do that, then things start and you have a good experience there, things might start to shift. Um, And this is that place of, we were talking a couple weeks ago about if your partner doesn't want to play along and how do you invite your partner into the amusement park of eroticism safely and make it feel like a joy and not a scary, risky thing. This is how you do that. It's that resilient edge of resistance, trusting it will change over time, but finding yourself at that edge again and again. And I don't know, I just apply this concept in so many places in my life. I apply it personally. If I feel like things in my life are changing and I'm taking on too much risk, I might notice that and be like, this feels too big. This is an overexpansion. I need to pull back a little to where it is both scary and comfortable, scary and safe, and let me ride that edge. And then I'll go a little further. Um, It's such an applicable theory and philosophy and it's something you can feel you can feel it in your life once you've once you're aware of it um and so i would love you all to start paying attention to this and then report back where do you find this resilient edge of resistance how do you experience it at work how do you experience it with your kids how do you experience it with your partner um or if you're single how do you experience it out in the dating world um i think that's a great place you know on that first date if you're holding way back 
and you're not really present and you're too shy and you're too insecure to actually reveal anything about yourself, there's probably not going to be a second date. But on that first date, if you tell everything and you just spill your guts and you overwhelm the person, also probably not going to be a second date. So what is that place of just right as you are dating, as you are starting to hook up with someone? How can you ride your resilient edge of resistance in those first encounters? So I hope this is useful to you. It is a theory. It is a practice that... um, Yeah, I use probably every day without thinking about it. And I definitely think we have structured our relationship around this. Um, Probably again, without naming it again and again, but this is a skill you and I both have in our bodies, have in our souls. And we notice when we override it, right? Like we notice for each other when we're doing too much or too little, when we're holding back or forcing something. So let's all kind of think about how do we ride these edges together and what that opens up. Um, Because the gift of this, just like that muscle finally releasing its tension and coming back into relaxation and giving up all of that pain and tension it's been holding, the work of this kind of personally and in our souls is to find that resilient edge of resistance for ourselves. So where are the scary places where we want to grow or where we want to give something up, where we want to release, where we want to surrender. And where is the edge of that? Where is the beginning of that that we can ride and play with and still feel safe yet take some risks and then keep opening up, keep moving from that place? And then physically developing this skill is really what makes you an extraordinary lover. It is one of the central skills to develop so that you can become masterful with your hands. I am so certain about it. This is what distinguishes people from who are okay and who are great. Because once you are, as a lover, once you are paying attention to this quality, it gives you something to focus on in your mind and in your body Mm -hmm. that what you are looking for, what you are looking for under your hands is this experience is this place so you're focused and that helps you bring your entire presence into that inquiry and then you are paying attention to your lover's body mm-hmm. in a way that is getting a lot of information and giving them what they need you can still use communication of course to to as you're figuring this out like ask is this could you use a little bit more pressure is this too much shall i pull back a little bit like really inquire get curious cuz this is the entry point this is this is a portal mm-hmm. to pleasure and again this is where when we talk about our couples massage course learning massage is beautiful because you get massage hello it's just a pleasurable thing in and of itself One of the many fringe benefits of this is it's a really safe place to practice and cultivate this skill. And especially things like arm massage, foot massage, um, where you can have a lot of communication and look up at your partner. And it starts with verbal communication, but then what over time you start doing is you notice your partner's nonverbal cues And then you start noticing it just under your fingertips. So before they even can say anything, you have met them at that place of just right. And that's that beautiful back and forth dance. Um, So the first stage of this is just paying attention to yourself as a giver. What are you bringing? Paying attention to your fingers or your cock. And then you 
are doing it with your partner and looking up at their face, right? And so you might notice in your hand, ooh, this feels like a little much. And you look up at their face and their face contracts a little bit and they hold their breath. <gasps> and then you ease back and they go, ah, oh, you found that resilient edge together. And so this means being a good receiver. The more verbal, nonverbal, full body feedback you can give about that touch, which requires you to pay attention to that touch and embody that touch and focus on that touch and your mind's not wandering off. Because we've all had that experience or we've all, you and I both, Charlotte, have had that experience of word finding desperately, trying to find that resilient edge of resistance and giving our full presence. If the receiver is not there and uh-huh. is not present, you can't find it. It's hard to f- get information from the body. You're, yeah. You're... you're like, where are you? Where are you? And they're off in their to-do list or worrying about something that happened three days ago. And so, again, this practice invites us both back to the moment. If we are going to meet here together, we both have to be here. And so if I am fucking you and my cock is, you know, there for you to find the right speed, the right tempo, the right movements, the right undulations that will make this fucking feel the best for you, I need you to be there too. And again, let's think about those experiences where both lovers are present, both people are fully showing up versus the kinds of experiences where one or both of you aren't really there. We can feel, we kind of know what that feels like and what the differences there are. And of course, we are always going to say that practicing these skills in massage, on the arms, on the hands, on the feet is a great place to start. And then you take that awareness and whatever you've learned into your genital play and to your genital touch, because it is another level of mastery and you have all these cues that you're paying attention to and it becomes kind of intuitive. And Um, learning a new skill while relaxed is easier than learning a new skill while aroused. So true. So true. So learning touch skills while relaxed on a massage table or in your bed or on the floor in front of a roaring fire, (laughs) you know, in that relaxed space where it's not a charged environment. And you can say, how does this feel? Does this feel better? Okay, great. And we guide you through this in the couples massage course. We show you how to do this. And that's how you develop the skill. So when you're fucking, your cock knows what is just right. Or your hands. Or your dildo. Or whatever you whatever you got going on. <laughs> and on the dildo note, some people wonder, like when you're playing with strap-on sex or toys and you don't have that direct flesh-to-flesh connection can you still find this and when i was teaching massage and teaching sexological body work people were outraged that we asked them to use latex gloves or vinyl gloves for touching genitals as professionals because they were like oh i can't feel the body as much and if a tiny little thin sheath of material interrupts this connection you haven't established it right so a condom a glove even a toy if you are well versed in this skill With a strap on, with a vibrator on your wife's clit, you're still paying attention to her whole body, you're paying attention to her reactions, you're paying attention to what you're doing with that toy, and you still find that resilient edge of resistance. So it does not require skin to skin contact to do it. And again, touch, this is in relational, this is in our own management of our our stress and our risks and what we're willing to do in our lives. So kind of as it is in the bedroom, as it is in life, Um, And we find that to be so true, right? There are not different rules for our sexuality than there are for the rest of our humanity. (laughs) That's a big idea. Just throw it in. Why not? Um, 
And so I hope this is useful to you and know that this is just as much a sexual skill as giving a good hand job because mm-hmm. you can't give a good hand job without the resilient edge of resistance. So let us know how you are feeling this and thinking about it in your daily life. We love to hear from you. The best way to be in community with us is to go to patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics, and sign up for a monthly pledge to support this show, a dollar a month, five dollars a month. Thank you to our growing Patreon community who is supporting the show and allowing us to continue to do this work, putting out these free resources week after week. And if you are not yet a patron, please come to patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics. Join the community. You get ad-free podcast episodes, bonus episodes, and more. And you also get a direct line to my inbox because my inbox is overwhelming. I actually had a total emotional breakdown at about nine o'clock last night when I was like, I just can't do it. <laughs> it's just like too many people. Um... And so as the show grows, as we reach more people, I can't respond personally to everyone, but I prioritize those who have stepped up and support the show. Even a dollar a month gets you on that list and we will try to be there for you as best as we possibly can. Um, And I became aware last night that as much as I can't offer the world one-on-one counseling, um, what we can offer is this show. And we now have probably two, three hundred hours of free erotic education available. And that is made possible through your support, through your patronage. Come on over to pleasuremechanics.com to explore the full range of our online courses. Couples massage would be a beautiful holiday gift. And you can start developing the skill of the resilient edge of resistance together. And from now until the end of the calendar year, so through the holidays, all of our courses are 33% off. Use the code JOY, as in joy to the world. (laughs) Use the code JOY for 33% off the online course of your choice. Prices are going up in 2019. So now is the time if you have been with us and curious about what our online courses offer you, what is the next level of deepening with the pleasure mechanics strategies, Jump on board, choose one or more courses, use the code JOY, and join us in this adventure. All right, so find all of our offerings, all of the podcasts, and so much more at pleasuremechanics.com, patreon.com slash pleasuremechanics, and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. We will be back with you next week with another episode of Speaking of Sex. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. <laughs>